Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I am Tony Serino alongside Christopher Carter, and this is your daily dose of all things Steelers. Today on the show, Chris and I are going over some injury news out of Pittsburgh. Ola Dini returning to practice, Sean Davis missing practice early in the week. What does that mean for the game on Sunday against the Patriots? And then Chris and I are going to do our season predictions for the year. Who's going to win every division in the NFL? Who's coming out of the AFC? Who's coming out of the NFC? And who will ultimately be the champions in 2019? Welcome to the show. You can find more of this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, the new Himalaya app, wherever you find podcasts. Search Locked On Steelers. Hit that subscribe button. Make sure to get your daily dose. You can follow us on Twitter at LO Steelers. You can find us on Facebook. Search Locked On Steelers. Hit like on the Facebook page. But make sure you also join the Facebook group. You can also find us on Instagram at Locked On Steelers. The opening week of the NFL is brought to you by Mack Weldon. Mack Weldon is a premium men's essentials brand that believes in smart design and premium fabrics. Mack Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. Promo code Locked On gets you 20% at MacWeldon.com. All right, Chris, how you doing today? Doing great, Tony. How are you, my man? Just I'm still preparing for this hurricane. It, it's not moving at this point, so uh, feel bad for the people in uh, in the Bahamas right now. I mean, they are just getting pounded by this hurricane. Yeah, prayers yeah. out to those people. That's, yeah, no, the videos out of there is it's it's unbelievable. Uh, yeah. the, you know what's happening down there. There was water up to the guy's window in the video I watched on Twitter. So. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens here in Florida. We're hoping that it, it misses. It, it seems like it's just going to go up the coast a little bit. So hopefully I'll be spared the worst of it and I'll still have power and we'll still be able to do the podcast for the rest of this week. Uh, but I do we, I do want to start today with some news and notes and really some some news and notes that we missed yesterday, Chris, because we did yeah. our whole roster recap and talking about who's on the 53 and who's on the practice squad. And there were a couple people that we just forgot to mention entirely. And those two are Sutton Smith, the edge rusher that the Steelers took from Northern Illinois, and Deontay Spencer, the wide receiver who got a lot of accolades throughout uh, training camp uh, for his, you know, his ability to be a big play guy down the field, and then also that kick and punt return that we saw during the preseason. Let's start with Sutton Smith because Sutton Smith was a draft pick by the Steelers. Are you surprised they didn't even offer him an, a, a practice squad spot at all? I mean, Sutton Smith seems to be done with the Steelers at least until training camp a year from now if he's signed to a futures contract after the year yeah nah i'm not surprised at all um he uh, yeah. did not have a good training camp he uh he, he flashed a little bit in that last preseason game you know i think he had a pass defense he had a sack um but i mean the steelers had i mean you know, sutton smith they were looking for a guy to come in and be special teams and a good edge rusher and they got more than they could could have expected from sutton smith into czar skipper yeah so um, with that, they already have 10 linebackers on the roster. I don't see the need to keep a sm- an undersized edge rusher on the practice squad uh, when you have when you have so much depth at linebacker right now. So, um, uh, so yeah, I, I don't think it's I, I don't think it's a surprise at all that Sutton Smith. It's unfortunate for him. Um, he also had lots of injuries during camp, and that definitely played into it. Um, but like you said, maybe he gets gets a call next year. Or at some point, maybe he could get, you know, maybe something happens and he comes back on the practice squad. Just got to see how that plays out. Yeah, I think you're right, though. He is, he's really a victim of the success of guys like Ola Dini and Tuzar Skipper, who didn't just make the practice squad, right? These guys are on the 53 man roster. Uh, so, you know, the Steelers are in a very good position at edge rusher. And I feel, you know, like you said, I don't, I don't think they were feeling a need to store another guy on the practice squad, especially someone like Sutton Smith, who, 
yeah, look, he had a good game against the Panthers, but it was kind of too late by that point. He's still undersized. All the questions that you had about him coming in weren't really answered, even if he did play well for that one game. Uh, so, you know, can he bulk up a little bit, but still maintain some of that speed, some of the burst off the edge? That's going to be big for him going into 2020. And I think he's a guy who I, I, probably likely you'll see him around again in 2020. But uh, yeah, for the 2019 season, he, he seems to be the odd man out at edge rusher. And then well, Chris, Deontay Spencer here, you know, he flashed a bit more kind of, I think, as a returner than a receiver. I think as a receiver, the problem for him was over always his hands and they let him down again in preseason. The Steelers did sign some wide receivers to their practice, but I believe it was Tevin Jones and Johnny Holton. You surprised Deontay Spencer didn't get one of those spots? No, I'm not surprised. Um, again, look at the two guys that they that they, they brought in. They're two outside receiver types. They're two guys that can play gunner. They're not return types. Um, I think that they're going to be confident with their return team in being Switzer, maybe Deontay Johnson, and maybe Cameron Sutton, and uh, you know them working around with that crew. Uh, but I think right now Deontay Spencer he got picked up by the Broncos practice squad. Um, but uh, yeah, I just I think that they're 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 kind of looking for the, the the taller types that can play outside the numbers and boost them there because I mean right now as slot options you have Switzer, you have Johnson, um, you have Juju. I mean really everyone on the in of the of the five that are on the roster can line up in the slot and be effective. Um, so uh, and Switzer is really the only one that you line outside the numbers and you're kind of like what's he even doing there? So. I, I could totally see if if they if they run into some injury problems and they got to promote Holton or promote Jones um, that, uh, that 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 would make more sense to bring them in because you know if they lose one of those top three guys that's one person that can't line up outside which can limit them so uh, definitely not surprised at the Spencer thing glad he got a job somewhere he deserves it he is a speedster and he is definitely a threat in the you know when he gets the ball in his hands just keep, needs to keep working on his routes get a little bit sharper and uh needs to work on his hands and be a little more sure there yeah I actually I want to correct myself there because he was not just claimed by the Broncos he was he was uh not claimed to their practice squad he was actually claimed to their roster so he oh, is, I didn't know that. I yeah yeah he so he's actually going to be their return guy this year well, he'll be on the 53 well congratulations to him for getting an, uh, an actual NFL job um and uh you know he breaks some big plays he could uh he could lock himself in the league for a little while Absolutely, yeah. I mean, look, you know, returners don't get a, as big a shot anymore because of the the fact that you know everything is kicked out of the back of the end zone now. Um, but you know, he'll he'll certainly have a chance there. And, and like you said, congratulations to him for not not not. It's not a practice squad. It is a he's on the fifty three man roster in Denver. All right, let's talk about my favorite topic of the year: number changes. We do have a couple number changes, Chris. One big one that I'm very excited about, but we'll get to that in a second. Henry Mondo is going to change his number to 99. Robert Spillane is now going to wear 41, which, I mean, Robert Spillane changing from 49 to 41. Got to be the strangest number change I've seen. Both numbers are bad, Robert. Both numbers not, are bad. Not, not at all. Linebacker. Actually, Tony, if you paid attention, you would know that that, according, according to uh, Jim Wexel, he tweeted out earlier that uh, Spillane's grandfather wore that number, and I believe he played the NFL, so all right. um, that all was right. an homage to him. So, shame on you, Tony. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Still not a great inside linebacker number. I'll tell you who is wearing a great number, though, Chris. Oh, that's God. Cameron Kelly. Cameron Kelly, I think he might be an all-pro already. I mean, well, yeah, pro bowler, all-pro. Are they already building his bust in Canton? We shall see. He's changing what? his number from 38, which is a terrible number, to 29. 29 for Cameron Kelly. He's got a real number, 
he's got a real chance to be a playmaker in Pittsburgh. Am I wrong? Um, so <laughs> it has nothing to do with the number part. I, I just want Brian Allen wore twenty nine for the past three seasons and never and never saw a single snap in regulation. So sure, yeah. okay. Let's, I mean, let's put a pin in this right now. <laughs> All right. And anyway. let's this later. So Cameron Kelly's going to wear 29. Henry Mondo's going to wear 99. Robert Spillane's going to wear 41. And unfortunately, Terrell Edmonds, who I think you you and I both agree, he's going to have a big year. He should have a big year. He's sticking with 34, though. It sets him back. It sets him back just a little bit. Just a little bit. Andy Russell would disagree, sir. <laughs> All right. Let's move on here. We'll talk about uh, some injuries or some injury news uh, coming out of Monday. Sean Davis is sitting out of practice to start the week. Uh, so Cameron Kelly, who, again, wearing number 29, Getting starter reps at free safety. Uh, he, you know, look, if Sean Davis sits out any further into this week, Chris, I mean, if he, we go into Tuesday, Wednesday without practice, uh, Cam Kelly might be might be a starting safety against Tom Brady. And that, look, I like Cam Kelly, but if we're talking about weaknesses on this Steeler defense, I don't know that I want Cam Kelly's first start in the NFL to be on the road against Tom Brady in New England. No, I mean, I, I get that. But here's the thing. Cam Kelly's looked very, very attentive to the to the details of the game. He seems to be adjusting week to week and, uh, with the different roles he's given. I, I think that that's important. Now, Sean Davis, yeah, I, I would want Sean Davis especially for this game because he's key to the communication of this team, and uh, that's the team that that's the thing that I would want him for. Yeah. But um, all that being said, I think this team, this this defense, has worked on being fluid, regardless of you know, one player being missing. And uh, and if, if there's going to be one position that's missing, Sean Davis would rank in the top, you know, top half of the defense that you wouldn't want out. But, you know, it'd be a bigger hole to fill if it was Terrell Edmonds, TJ Watt, you know, or one of the inside linebackers. Yeah, D-linemen, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, the, the, or Joe Hayden. You know, those those are the holes that you'd be like, okay, now now we're in trouble. But I think Cam Kelly has shown that hey, he's ready for it. I mean, it certainly it 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 should put it should strike fear into the hearts of Steelers fans everywhere because this is the house of horrors that is New England. Um, they they have never beaten Tom Brady in Foxborough. Now, granted, it's been a very limited opportunities the past several years, but um, you know this this this. But to me, this is a chance that the Steelers have to slay the dragon. And uh, I think that they are they're you know, they're coming into this with the mentality that that's what they that's what they intend to do. And uh, I, I don't think there's much that the Patriots are going to throw at them that they're going to be too surprised about. I'll be interested to see how they play this out as far as, you know, look, if Sean Davis can't go in this game at all and it is Cam Kelly starting at safety, do they still try the three safety thing with with moving Mike Hilton around and playing him at free and, and Cameron Kelly in the slot a little bit and, and changing those guys around like they would have done? You know, in that kind of big nickel look when they bring Kelly and, and Davis on the field at the same time. I'll be interested to see how that works out. But um, otherwise, you know, Kim Kelly is a starting free safety. And again, I'm fine with it, just not against Tom Brady. All right, one other thing here before we go to break. Ola Adini practicing as well. Chris, we talked about Tuzar Skipper making the roster and, and potentially being active on the, the 46 that, that are active on game day. But with Ola practicing now, it does feel like that's a two-dog, one-bone situation. If you're Mike Tomlin right now, and you see Ola's coming off of this the, the knee surgery that he had, you got a healthy Tuzar skipper, which guy are you keeping active on Sunday? Uh, that's a tough one. It, it depends on how they practice. If Ola has a strong week, I, I would consider him. Um, but I, I might even just play it safe and say, look, Tazar Skipper has been working with the special teams. He's been he's been more active lately. 
give Adini another week to get himself it together, have some more practices. Um, Tazar Skipper's fresh. He's he's red hot. Go with the hot hand right now. Uh, and honestly, I don't expect either to really see a whole bunch of snaps in, in, in this game if they were to choose one or the other. So um, I, I would go with Skipper for now. I think he's doing it. I think he's he's red hot. You know, Adini was, was looking really good, but you let, let him get more rest um, and, and then, you know, reevaluate going into week two against against the uh, the Seahawks. Chris, if it's, if it's third and ten and Anthony Chickle is in the game instead of Ola Dini or Tuzar Skipper, we riot. We riot. I mean, uh, we know. Well, first of all, I think third and ten. That's when Bud and Watt will be out there. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, if if they if those guys had to rest or whatever, and, and for whatever reason it had to be it had to be a backup outside linebacker, a backup uh, edge rusher. Well, Anthony Chickle is mm-hmm. one of the few outside Chris, linebackers. We to riot turnover against Tom Brady. In recent seasons, I think it was uh, two or three years ago, where he, I think he forced Julian Edelman to fumble. Um, so oh, yeah, that's uh, right. That was like the first play of the game, wasn't it? Yeah, that was very yeah, early. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that was because your boy Landry couldn't put the game away. Oh, stop! Stop! All right, we're going to break. I'm glad. I'm, this break could not come at a more perfect time. I'm gonna let you the Landry Jones slander. It's we're so past Landry Jones. All right, we're gonna go to break here. When we come back, Chris and I are gonna do our season predictions for the year. We'll tell you who we think is coming out of the AFC, who we think is coming out of the NFC, who will play in the Super Bowl, and who's gonna win the Super Bowl in 2019. Right after this. Hey, before we continue, I want to let you guys know about Mac Weldon. Mac Weldon is a premium men's essentials brand that believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. They have the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants, and more that you will ever wear. They have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial, which means they eliminate odor. Not only does Mack Weldon's underwear, socks, and shirts look good, they perform well, too. It's good for working out, going to work, going on dates, just everyday life. They want you to be comfortable, so if you don't like your first pair of underwear, you can keep it, and they will still refund you, no questions asked. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com and enter the promo code LOCKEDON. That's 20% off your first order when you visit MacWeldon.com and enter the promo code LOCKEDON. All right, Chris, so with the season starting in just a couple days, again, the, the, the kickoff is on Thursday night, Bears-Packers on NBC. Let's talk about you know the, the season as a whole, and really, we talked we talked about the Steelers as a whole for, forever here, but I want to talk about the rest of the AFC here to start. Um, you know, let's let's start with the AFC East, the division the Steelers are playing this week, the New England Patriots division. They have owned it forever. Uh, do you see anyone else other than the New England Patriots coming out of the AFC East? Or if, the, if you had to pick a sleeper team in that division to at least challenge the Patriots this year, who would it be? If I had to pick one, it would be the Jets. Um, I think that, you know, I, I like what the Bills are trying to do, but the Jets, I really like Jamal Adams. I think I really like... Uh, Quinnen Williams, I really like uh, C.J. Mosley. And like we've said, when you have a strong group in the middle of your defense, that can help fortify so much. I, I think the Jets might be the, t- the AFC East team that d- not beats New England you know, for the division, but maybe steals one game and you know, ruins uh, New England's push for the one seed at some point in the season um, because they expect to just sweep the AFC East every year, even though they don't. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I think the Jets could really pose a threat. And with Le'Veon Bell in the backfield, it could give Sam Darno some stability to work with in the offense. Um, still a lot to figure out there. I'm not so I'm not sold on Darno. I never believe in USC quarterbacks. Um, but uh, you're a hater. But, Hold on. Wait. I, 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 see, I'm I'm predicting a big year for, from Darnold. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna be 
the like as far as these year two quarterbacks, right? You had all the big ones from last year: Baker, uh-huh. uh, Jackson. Uh, what's the guy's name in Buffalo? Oh, Josh Allen. I think I think for me, Sam Darnold is a guy I think is going to have the breakout season. I think um, he can put up good numbers, but I'm I'm just saying as far as win wise go. Okay. When was the last time a USC quarterback just was so dominant in the NFL? Mark Sanchez, baby. Oh God. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, this is what I work with. Thank well, you. No, no, I mean, that that is the last time, right? I mean, you know, he he. What did he go that year? Like eleven and five when the Steelers played him in the AFC Championship game. But he didn't dominate the league. His defense did. No, I mean, I agree. I agree. I, I, had, I, had, a, I had a fantasy draft last night, and, you know, it, was, it came around to my pick, and, like, Le'Veon Bell was available, and then it came back to my pick, and, like, Antonio Brown was available. And I thought about making my team, like, a bizarro Steelers, like a what-if Steelers, you know? Like, on my fantasy team, I'll take Le'Veon and A.B. as kind of a, you know, what if, what if, what if the killer Bs were still together? I didn't end up doing it, but... Thought that would be an interesting thing. And I, I am interested to see how Le'Veon does out, out there with the Jets. I agree with you. I Look, I think the Patriots are going to win this division going away like they do every year. But if there is a team that could challenge, for all the reasons you talked about, Chris, right? I mean, the, the def- it's going to be a defense-led team. We'll see how, how uh, Le'Veon works into that offense. I think Le'Veon can kind of be a safety valve for Darnold early in his career. I don't love their wide receivers, you know, right now. I mean, you know, Ronnie Anderson, eh. Um, but... You know, Le'Veon should should at least give uh, Darnold somewhere to go with the football, so he doesn't take as many sacks, that kind of thing. You don't uh, but believe I, in Quincy Anunua? I uh, I had Quincy Anunua like three years ago in fantasy, and he was he was unbelievable. But uh, no, yep. in 2019, <laughs> no, no, I don't believe in Quincy Anunua. All right, so the, the the Patriots are gonna win the East. That's an easy one. Let's go to the South, where things got very interesting with the whole Andrew Luck retirement. Jacoby Brissett just signed a new deal, fifteen million dollars a year. Uh, over uh, what, 50, 50 million over uh, or 30 million over two years, 15 million a year. I don't know that Jacoby Brissett though makes that team a you know, look, he's fine and you know, he was a fine quarterback a couple years ago, but I don't think that's a playoff team anymore. Certainly not gonna win the division. So, if it's not the Colts, Chris, who is gonna win the AFC South? If it's not the Colts, it's gotta be the Texans. I like Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, I, I think that Jadavian Clowney being gone isn't going to destroy them. I think that uh, Larry Tunsil at left tackle could give them st- some stability. They brought in Carlos Hyde. They have Duke Johnson. I really expect a lot out of this receiving game with Hopkins and Stills and Fuller. Um, and and I'm, I'm a believer in Deshaun Watson. I, I think that guy is the truth. And uh, I, I think the Texans are, are go. I, honestly, I, I was more confident in the Texans this year even if you told me that Andrew Luck was going to be healthy, really? Okay, yeah. hot take. That's that's an, you know, that, that I like that. I like that though. You know the whole the whole Jadavian Clowney thing. I, I agree with you. I don't think it's going to be that big a deal for that team. And they still they're still going to have TJ, or JJ Watt if he can stay healthy. Um, you know he'll he's still going to be a, a dominant pass rusher there. You know, I, have you seen by the way? Have you seen this this the Steelers Twitter that says that Bud Dupree and Jadavian Clowney are like kind of the same guy? Like the Bud Dupree's career and Jadavian Clowney's career to this point, if you if you look at them stat, you know year to year, the stats are basically the same. Have you seen this? It's a very strange take. Oh, uh, there, <laughs> there there are, uh, there there are so many strange takes out there, and many of them are yours. But I will. This was uh, not me. This was not me. I promise. I'm not in on this one. The strange one. No, I agree with you. Look, Deshaun Watson's a great quarterback. Now, I don't know that I love the idea of going out and giving up basically everything to go get Laramie Tunsil to be your left tackle. He's he's going to be a very good left tackle, but 
you know, everything to the right of him, still a big question mark. So they got a lot of work to do there. I, I'm a big believer like the Steelers did in building from the outside in or from the inside out, I should say, from your on your offensive line, you know, kind of center out. Um, so we'll see what the, what the Texans offensive line does. I don't think they're going to be a great offensive line. I don't think the Texans are going to be a great team in the AFC, but you know, 10 and six wins that division. I think, I think the Texans will win it. Although Chris, I keep coming back to the Jaguars as being a team where when I look at the AFC, I think, okay, what's a team that's going to come out of nowhere? Cause usually we have that in the league, right? A team that just kind of bounces back. Talk me out of the Jaguars and why the Jaguars couldn't be that team this year. I'm not a huge believer in Nick Foles, but he's going to be an upgrade over Blake Bortles. And that defense, has, you know, as they kind of fell apart last year, but it does feel like kind of chip on their shoulder type year. They could that's a bounce back year for the defense as well. No, I mean I, I think that there's certainly some answers there there as far as with with Nick Foles, but I'm just not sold their defense is going to continue to just be this dominant force. I think what was it Yannick Ngakwe isn't playing. Um, who was it? Was it Telvin Smith that that he just retired? Yeah, so. Yeah. Like they they're losing pieces left and right, um, and to me they've always seemed like they had the they did a really good job assembling the personnel. But you're seeing how when when you know the effects of not having a strong organization um, that you know when you could have all that talent and it can just go away in a year, which you saw last year. Like it just everything's falling apart. They're trying to keep it together. Um, I, I think that they still have a, an extreme amount of talent. Jalen Ramsey is my favorite cornerback in the NFL. Um, I think he does so many things right, um, you know, and, and I think they still have Leonard Fournette's going to be a tough dude, um, but I'm just I'm not sold on. Also, uh, D.D. Westbrook sleeper fantasy pick there, y'all. Um, really? Yeah, I, okay. I, I, have, I have D.D. Westbrook getting some numbers this year, um, but yeah, man, I, I, I think that you I understand the confidence in the Jaguars, and, and because especially because no one in the AFC South is dominant or proven right now, but. Um, I just think, all in all, if I, I think it's going to come down to, in, in those games, it's going to come down to who's better, Foles or Watson. And Foles does have a ring, and he did outplay Brady in a Super Bowl. But Foles' advantage is when you don't get to see him too much, and he can kind of just do, do what he does. But when you study him long enough, he starts to make those mistakes because he sticks into his scheme. He doesn't switch too well. And then that's when you start catching him in his in his problems, and that's why he doesn't last more than a couple seasons as a starter usually. So going over to the AFC West, this is you know you got the you got you got the the defending champion here, the the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they were dominant, you know they they had the best record in the AFC um, altogether. The, the Chargers right behind them. I'm a big Chargers guy. I think the Chargers you know are going to be. More of a contender than they were last year. I mean, I know they got embarrassed in the playoffs a year ago. Uh, but, you know, we talked about the problems that they have with Melvin Gordon uh, sitting out now. And, and actually, the Chargers told him the other day, you can you can go ahead and uh, find a trade if you want. <laughs> yeah, say go ahead. They're like, yeah, we'll be happy when you get the heck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Melvin Gordon thinks he's Le'Veon Bell, and uh, he's not even James Conner, really. Oh, wow. That's another hot take. I like it. Okay, you're coming around. I like it. You're guy, we got, we're starting to get the hot takes out of you, Chris. I just uh, want the Chargers <laughs> guys to come back because they were the ones trolling us uh, a couple months ago. That's right. And, and I, I want I want you to hear what I'm telling you. Chargers <laughs> are not for real. Well, I, I, and I, I like the power on them. But I think they, the Chargers guys are laying low for a second while they figure out what they have with this team right now. You know, without Melvin Gordon on offense, without Derwin James on defense, eh. I mean, it's not, not like they have a bad team. Right? You still got you still got maybe the best pass rushing duo in the league with Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa, right? So in a league like like this, where 
know, you got to be able to, to create turnovers. The first thing you got to be able to do is you got to be able to rush the passer, and they can definitely do that. Now, the secondary behind it, not a big fan, um, but we shall see. Over in Kansas City, I really do. I mean, we've, we talked about this before. I really do like what they did defensively. You know, they brought in uh, Tyron Matthew. They yep. drafted Juan Thornhill, who you and I really liked. Yep. They, they kind of went through a bit of a defensive shift there. Maybe it takes more than one year, but boy, they were so bad defensively. You got to figure they're going to be better on defense. And even if we do see some sort of regression from Mahomes, the defense being better should maybe, you know, balance that out. No, I, I think the defense can really help out uh, the, the, the Chiefs, definitely. Um, my, my thing with the Chiefs is I am terrified of that offense if I have to scheme against it. Uh, you got Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey, Mahomes. And now they went and got my boy, Shady McCoy. And uh, what year is it? What, 2019? <laughs> He's only 2009. 31. He's only 31. Oh, is it 2009? I for, or is it? I'm sorry. My clock. I You got to tell me, Chris. I, I think it says 2019 on my clock here on listen, my computer. Sir, listen. <laughs> Katie McCoy is still a bad man. He just needs an offense where everyone's not like, it's going to Shady. LaShawn's getting the ball, which is what happened in Buffalo for so long. So, um, yeah, I, I, I just I think the Chiefs offense is too for real. I don't believe in the Raiders until I see it. I'm just – and it's not even about their talent. John Gruden has just I, – I think he's one of the biggest farces of NFL legendary coaches and such over the past several years. If you look at his draft history, wasn't too strong. If you look at how he developed people, it wasn't too strong. But, you know, people get on Mike Tomlin, oh, he only won with Cowards players. But he's at least reorganized defenses and offenses, and he's put stuff together that's made the Steelers competitive, and he's been to another Super Bowl. But John Gruden, after he took over Dunning Dungy's team, did a great job with them year one and ended up beating his former team in the Super Bowl. But after that, I mean, they just fell apart, and he just lived off of this lore. And I just don't believe in the Raiders until until they show me something. So uh, they're out. The Broncos they got a lot to figure out. They got Joe Flacco starting a quarterback, and and Drew Locke is already on IR. So wait, no, I, okay. I made this point about I was on this Raider Ravens podcast like yeah. a uh, like a week ago, and it just turned into like this troll fest back and oh, forth. Boy. But I I did I did make the point, and I believe in this that Joe Flacco's offense has finally come to fruition in the NFL. You know, his best play is what throw it deep. And hope for P.I., right? I mean, that has always been his play. And now you can review it. So even if they don't call P.I. on the field, they can take it back to Al Riveron. I mean, that offense could be explosive this year. And I mean, I know that's a joke, but there's some seriousness to it because that that is what he lived on for his career. It it, it legit, but he got so mad when you said that, too. That was really funny. Well, I mean, listen, the Ravens guy, I, I mean, listen, I respect him, whatever. I had some hot takes on there too. I've always, I mean, that's that's kind of my persona at this that's point. Hey, but uh, yeah, we had some fun. We had some fun on that podcast. Uh, all right, so yeah, I'm, I'm in with you. I mean, so we're both in agreement though that the Chiefs are coming out of this division with the uh, with the win. Yeah, I, I I have the Chiefs. I have the Chiefs as my one seed. Okay, yeah, I, I think say I have the Chiefs with the best record in the AFC or really in the in the uh, in the league itself. All right, so who do you have winning the AFC as a whole? AFC as a whole, I'm going. Don't make the fans mad. Listen, listen. Steeler Nation, you need a year to believe it. This is it. They got, they're going to be hyped. Everyone's going to be sleeping on them. And then when they get to the playoffs, they have the defense to run with everyone. They're going to have a balanced offense. This is the year. 
the Steelers are indeed coming out of the AFC, and they will be going to the Super Bowl in 2019 slash 2020. So I have, a, I have a choice here, right? I can do – I have one of two things, Chris. I can either make the fans happy or I can be right. And I choose being right. The Patriots are coming out of the AFC because they do every year. And I don't know how. And I'm not going to I'm not gonna go on a long thing about how it's going to happen because I have no idea. All I, all I, I have no idea how. Okay, but this Patriots team, like every other Patriots team in history, is going to find a way and win all the games in the playoffs and whatever. We'll watch them in 9,000 Super Bowls. You know, I, 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 was, I was saying to you the other day, like, I, we're, we're going to have kids in high school 20 years from now who are going to be asking us, Dad, is, is, is Tom Brady ever going to retire? Are we ever going to watch another team in the Super Bowl besides the Patriots? No, son. No, we're not. This is our life now. This has been our life. This will always be our life. We will always watch Tony, the Patriots. Tony, that is the chalkiest chalk pick of all time. I don't care. I don't care. Okay. It's right. It's the right one. And we all know it's true. We hate it, but we know it's true. I don't uh, let's know. Go over, uh, actually, let's go to break real quick. When we come back, we'll do our picks for the NFC. Hey, before we continue, I want to let you guys know about DraftKings. It's time to celebrate. Football is finally back. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy football, has huge week one contests. The first one starts this Thursday night when Chicago and Green Bay kick off the season in a single-game showdown with $2.5 million in total prizes up for grabs. Draft your single-game showdown lineup and feel the sweat like never before. It's simple. Just draft six players from the season opener, Stay under the salary cap and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Plus, new users who sign up today on DraftKings using code LOCKEDON will receive a free shot at the $1 million top prize. Nothing adds to the sweat of watching the game quite like having a shot at a million-dollar payday. Get in on the season opener action. Download the DraftKings app now. Use the code LOCKEDON. For a limited time, both new and existing users can get a deposit bonus up to $500. And new users, don't miss this extra special week one bonus. Enter my promo code Locked On and get a free shot at $1 million with your first deposit. That's code Locked On only at DraftKings. Make it rain. Minimum $5 deposit required. Deposit bonus requires a 25 times playthrough. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Also, I want to let you guys know about Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready when the opportunity arises. If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online. It ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So there's no in-person doctor visit. There's no waiting in the pharmacy. And best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA. And since Blue Chew prepares and ships directly, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we got a special deal for listeners of Locked On Steelers. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code LOCKEDON. You're just going to pay $5 shipping. Again, that's bluechew.com, B-L-U-E chew.com. Use the promo code locked on to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right, so going over to the NFC, Chris, let's start in the NFC North. Uh, this is an interesting division because you got the Bears and Packers. They play on Thursday night. The Packers have had back-to-back losing seasons 
Last, I mean, two years ago it was because Aaron Rodgers got hurt for the year, and, and you know that kind of derailed their season. Last year, you know, Rodgers was hurt, but he played through it. That team's still six nine and one. Um, so, is this a bounce back year for Aaron Rodgers? Is this the year the Packers kind of return to the team that they should be with such a great quarterback, or is this another year of watching the Chicago Bears with Mitch Trubisky at quarterback win that division? I I, I do believe that Aaron Rodgers returns to form. I mean, seriously though. He wasn't really out of form. He just had he just had a horrible team around him and got hurt. Um, he had 26 touchdowns and two interceptions. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry. That like who does that? That, that that's, that's literally a 13 to one touchdown ratio. Like I can tell you who like, doesn't do that. Yeah. Okay. I'm just kidding. Keep going. Keep going. I'm not. Anyway, I'm trying less hate. Less hate on the podcast. Despite that, despite <laughs> that, I do think the Bears are going to win the division. But I have the Packers as a close contender and in the wild card and could do some damage in the playoffs. Wait, who's who, who's your wild card? Sorry, I missed it. The, the Packers. The Packers are a wild card. Okay, who wins the, the division? The Bears win the division. Oh, okay. No, I'm the, I'm the opposite of you. Actually, I, I don't know that I'm a believer at all in – I'm a big believer in defense doesn't matter. We should probably talk about this. I don't know. We don't have a lot of time left to talk about this. This is a topic I really wanted to talk to you about. It's like, does defense matter – in this NFL, because it didn't a year ago, right? If you looked at the top teams by DVOA in the NFL, I mean, you know, only like four of them made the playoffs and the rest of them were teams that, you know, like the Broncos and the Browns and all of these teams, right? Um, but when you look, so you look at a team like the, you know, the, the Cowboys or the, the Seahawks or the Bears, these are the teams that had quality defenses by DVOA and made the playoffs, and then, you know, people talk about the Super Bowl and whether or not, you know, that something clicked in that game around the NFL. People looked at what Belichick did to stop McVay and this new style of offense and whether or not that's going to lead to a 2019 season that shifts it back in favor of defenses or at least stops no. the, the record scoring. No. Are, you, are you a believer in that at all, that, like, we could oh. be in for a shift towards the defense? First and foremost, Jared Goff was like looked like a turtle in the playoffs. I mean, if you watched him in that Saints game, they were lucky to make it out of that game alive. And when and I was sitting there thinking, I remember, I remember I was sitting in New York, I was waiting for my plane, and I was watching the Saints play the Wachabadingas, the uh, the Rams. The Rams. Yeah. And as soon as the as soon as the Rams won, I'm like, well, whoever wins the AFC is winning the Super Bowl this year because I just did not believe in Jared Goff. And when Bel- Belichick got there. I was like, he's going to he's going to make life so difficult for him, and he did, and uh, and he never adjusted. If it was Drew Brees, I think the Saints would have cleaned the Patriots' clocks. Um, but uh, but you know that you know that that being said, I think that defenses are still vital to the to, to the NFL, especially if you can get a strong pass rush and have decent coverage out there. Don't forget the Broncos did just smack everyone around with when they had. You know, old man Peyton Manning walking around back there. The the Seahawks were going to the Super Bowl regularly with the with the Legion of Boom. Um, I, I think there, there's there's always changes. Um, the the Jaguars were a team if they didn't have Blake Bortles at quarterback. If they if they had a Nick, if funny if they had Nick Foles a few years ago, I think they would have been in the Super Bowl o- over the Patriots. Um, and uh, so I still think defense is vital in the NFL. You can get away without it without it, but I think that if you can have a clutch quarterback. And a decent ground game and a great defense, you that that's the that's the recipe that you that that you want to carry you in. Now you can win with a with a high flying offense um, and everything, but you need a defense that can create those turnovers and get regular stops, um, which is why I think it's still vital and why I think the Bears will win the, the NFC North. So, but 
in your mind, is it, I mean, do you need, what, what is, what is um, more required, let's say, right? Do, if you had a, a great offense and a bad defense or a great defense and a bad offense, what's closer to get you to a Super Bowl at this point? In 2019, I'm talking about. Because 2018, clearly it was offense. I mean, it depends on how great your offense is. I would lean more to saying a great offense right now yeah. because that can power you through people. Um, but again, I think it's not because you can't have a great offense, a great defense and a bad offense. You have to have a great defense and a offense that's clutch enough to kit to, to make this the scores when you need them. Like, you know, like Ben Roethlisberger in 2008, he wasn't, wasn't a great offense, but when he, when they needed him to, to make a big play, he stepped in there and, you know, won Super Bowl 43 through a, a crazy pass to San Antonio Holmes against the Ravens, um, in the AFC championship game. And yeah. uh, did and, and the running game clicked enough against the Chargers. I mean that that's the kind of thing that you, that I think that you need out of an offense. Um, and, I mean the same thing kind of was with the Ravens when they won the Super Bowl back in 2012. You know they their offense was 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 poop juice all year, and then all of a sudden you know you know in the playoffs it got hot and the defense was still able to to make plays. I I think you you still need a balance to to do well in this league, but a great defense I think is a better recipe for success because you can. You can build off of that more often. Um, whereas an offense, if your quarterback goes down, it's over. Whereas a defense, one guy goes down, you can usually replace them. Yeah, I mean, it is it often, you know, great offenses have always been kind of that up and down, right? You just can't trust it. Whereas great defenses throughout the history of the NFL, you've been able to trust that a great defense is going to get you farther than a great offense. Although, I mean, it really did switch last year. You look at the, you know, the, the top offenses in the league, they were all represented in the championship games. None of the defenses were. Um, but you, I think you're right about the the idea of you know having an offense that's good enough, right? Top 15 offense mixed with a top 10 defense might be good enough to get you there, especially when we talk about you know the Steelers and whether or not they're good enough to win the Super Bowl this year. If I'm completely wrong about this defense, and especially Keith Butler, and that defense does take a mega leap this year to become one of the best in the league, the offense I don't think is going to be a top five offense. We're not talking about you know one of the best offenses in the league. We think we're talking about much more of an average offense than we're used to seeing. But that's that could be fine if the defense takes this big step. So um, with, I'm with you on that. Although I, I still lean towards offenses that have you know the 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 you know the Chiefs, the Rams, the the Saints, right? Those style of just you know all out offense. Uh, as being the the kind of the best teams in the NFL. All right, we got a little derailed there. Let's go to the NFC East. This was a, this was a division a year ago that was with the the Eagles and Cowboys coming out. Um, the Giants didn't do a whole lot to get themselves back into the race. They're kind of rebuilding at this point. And the Redskins are they they're going to start what Case Keenum at quarterback this year? So yeah, yeah that's a wrap. I, I'm giving yeah. this to the Cowboys. I, I think that I I am a firm believer that Ezekiel Elliott will be back very soon. Uh, you know, all this hype and talk. He better be because I took him in fantasy the other day. <laughs> right. And, and you were smart to do so. Jerry Jones is, is, is trying to, like, you know, play this strong p- posture right now. But Jerry Jones knows for, know, knows all too well. The last time he tried to play chicken with a running back, it was Emmett Smith. And he, he, he and Emmett Smith said, give me a new contract. Jerry Jones said, no. He said, we don't need you. We have a Super Bowl champion team already. They lost the first two games. And then they, then, then they caved in. Gave Emmett his contract. They won every other every game after that, and then they went on to win the Super Bowl that year. I think Jerry Jones knows the writings on the wall. He knows he has to he has to start winning with this team soon. So uh, he he's going to pay Ezekiel Elliott. They're going to get that together, and their defense is competitive. I really like Byron Jones. I really like a lot of things in their defense, especially Van Der Esch. Um, and uh, you know, I think that with with Amari Cooper. They're gonna have a. They're gonna have more receiving threats to help Prescott out there. Eagles. I like their defense. I like Wentz. 
I'm just I don't think they're going to have it this year. Um, I think I see them as a team that's going to be disappoint, you know, just come up just short and miss the playoffs. Okay, yeah, I mean, I have the Eagles winning the division. I have the the Cowboys probably as a as a wild card. Although I think you know, to me, the sixth wild card spot in the in the NFC is pretty wide open. So I could see a lot of teams winning it there. But the, the Cowboys will certainly be in the mix. I, I like the Eagles this year if Carson Wentz can stay healthy, and that is a big if. Um, you know, this guy just not, has not been able to stay healthy over the last couple years, and if he's you know they, they don't have Nick Foles to kind of bail them out anymore. So the, otherwise, though, I think that that roster is. Very good. I like the Miles Sanders edition at running back. Um, they, I know they have Jordan Howard there as well. I don't know how they're going to use Jordan Howard. I think they should just go with Miles Sanders. I thought he was very good coming out. Um, uh, you know, and, and him in that Doug Peterson offense, I think is going to be very dangerous. The, the Giants and Redskins, no thank you. Uh, the Cowboys, like I said, right in there in that wild card picture. All right, let's go over to the South, the Matt Ryan division. Let's call it. Is Matt Ryan is is Matt Ryan ready to make the leap again to be a, a top quarterback and win this division? First of all, the Saints are winning this division, but I do have the Falcons um, fighting for a, fighting for the wild card between them and the Panthers. Um, I, I still think Cam Newton's a special guy, and I think that he, that they could put something together. But I have the Falcons doing it because their defense will be healthier this year. Um, Deion Jones will be back. Um, their safeties will be back, and I think that they'll be doing enough on offense to balance it out. And they'll be an interesting team going into the playoffs. They're my second wild card team, but Saints—they're too talented. They will they will win the division. Yeah, I, I have the, I know this is going to sound like, you know, such a, I mean, it's not a weird, it's weird to say this is a homer pick because this is locked on Steelers, not locked on Falcons, but I have the Falcons as like a sleeper to win the conference because I think that their offense can be one of those I mean, top five. I wonder why. Yeah, I think, but I don't know. I mean, in all seriousness, this is not a part of the Ben Roethlisberger versus Matt Ryan thing at all. In all seriousness, I think that offense is loaded full of talent. When you look at, you know, I think obviously, obviously, I am higher on Matt Ryan than a lot of Steeler fans. Uh, I look, Devonta Freeman's going to be back healthy. They've they added Calvin Ridley last year with Julio Jones. Um, you know, I, I think that offense has a ton of weapons to make things happen defensively. Like you said, everything fell apart for them that that team last year. I mean, they were just awful. They improved the offensive line in the draft. Uh, I think that that team has should have the ability this year to be a top 10, even maybe a top 5 offense. And that won't just put them in the playoffs. That should put them with some playoff wins and challenging again to win the NFC. So I do have them winning this division over the Saints. Uh, but I think the Saints are going to be very competitive as well. Look, you know, the problem is, and I, I, it was uh, the guy who hosts Locked on Packers, Mike Pikowski, who pointed this out to me, that Drew Brees at the end of last year, not great. Not great. Now, he doesn't need to be great right. because that's another offense that has a ton of weapons with, with yeah. Michael Thomas and Kamara and all of that. Uh, but it does worry me a little bit that, you know, ha- has he hit, you know, as, as Father Time hit Drew Brees and, and that's never going to be the same again? Because if so, they're going to have a hard time being as good offensively as they've been in years past. I mean, they take a big dip offensively. You know, their defense is fine. I think it's a bit overrated, but it's fine. Um I just don't think that they're going to be that top team anymore, and I think they'll probably be on the outside looking in as far as uh, the division title if if Breeze does take this step back that yeah. we've seen. The the uh, the Panthers, on the other hand, look, you know, Cam Newton. I, I, I'm with you. I, I think Cam Newton's a, a good quarterback, but and I like Christian McCaffrey. I just don't know about their wide receivers. Is DJ Moore good? You know, they they were relying on Funches last year. Um, the wide receivers in in Carolina. Give me pause. So I'm going to go with Atlanta to win this division, and I think the Saints are a lock for the wild card. 
All right, now let's go to the NFC West, where this is, is this a one-team division? Is this the Rams and everybody else? Or do you, do you give the Seahawks maybe a chance? Or, I don't know, maybe the 49ers make a big jump with Garoppolo? I actually, I have the Rams falling back. I think that they're going to have some Super Bowl blues. I think that they're going to go through some struggles. Jared Goff's going to be figured out. Their defense isn't going to be doing enough. Aaron Donald will be, will be great. Todd Gurley will have a big season. Um but it won't be enough. I think Jared Goff is going to let them down. I have them missing the playoffs this year. No, no, and you do not. Yes, I do. And I have the Seattle Seahawks coming up, rising under Dangerous Wilson, being a bad man, being the magician that he is, Chris Carson, and the ground game. They're like a run-first offense, though. Huh? They're like a run-first offense. Yeah, I think that he's going to do just enough. Chris Carson's going to be the man. And the thing is, is Russell Wilson, if, any, if nothing else, is efficient. So – they're gonna. I think they're gonna be the team that sneaks in and wins the NFC West. They won't be like a super high seed, but they will host a playoff game in twenty twenty nineteen. Oh, you're you're a big DK Metcalf guy. No, I I never <laughs> have been. I'm just kidding. All right, I, I have the Rams winning. I look, I, I like McVay. I I do not believe in Jared Goff as being a Super Bowl caliber quarterback, and that's why, like you, Chris, I was not surprised at all to see Jared Goff struggling in that Super Bowl. But I do still think. Oh, look, I like McVay a lot. As, as a coach, and I think he's going to get Goff out of this and, and start putting Goff back in in uh, quality situations. I think he learned, yeah, he kind of learned his lesson in that game. Um, yeah, he got out coached. He he flat out admits that in every, basically every interview he did after that game, he says it, right? I got out coached in that game. Um, I still have them winning this division going away. The Seahawks are an interesting team. Boy, I wish they had a different style of play, though. I just don't believe that this is, you can be a, a great team in the NFL anymore and have that run first mentality. We're going to see a couple teams try it, right? We're going to see the Seahawks try it. We are certainly going to see the Baltimore Ravens try it. At some point, that style of offense is going to come back in. It is it is going to work again as defenses get smaller and faster. Offenses that get bigger and stronger you know, are going to win out again. We're, we're a ways away from that, I, I still feel like, though. And so in that way, I think the Seahawks are behind. Can they be a playoff team? Sure, they can compete with you know the, that sixth wildcard spot, much like they did a year ago. But... Um, I mean, I like Russell Wilson a lot. I think he's, I think he's put in the wrong offense for him and his skill set. I want that guy back to pass, trying to make things happen, not handing it off to to Chris Carson and Rashad Penny and whoever else is going to be the running back there. All right, Chris. So who do you have coming out of the NFC as your champion? I have the New Orleans Saints. I think Drew Brees is going to be putting it together. Michael Thomas is a bad man. Alvin Kamara is a bad man. They got Jared Cook to balance it out. The defense is going to do just enough to make enough plays and create some turnovers. They were supposed to be the team that made it last year. I think they are more mad than anyone else. The Rams, I think, are going to fall back this season. Um, I, I think their biggest worry will be the Cowboys. The Cowboys have the system that can beat the the Saints. They need to be be wary of that. So, um, But I think the Saints, they're my team, making it out of the NFC. So I have the – like I said, I think the Falcons are, are a team up here or that can compete. I think that the Packers are as well. I have Packers-Falcons as the NFC Championship game. I do not have the Falcons making it to the Super Bowl. I have the Packers. I like this Packers team a lot. I think the additions that they made on defense are, are, uh, are I mean, that that is going to make the difference here as that defense comes around from being a terrible defense to all you need is league average at this point. And that offense with with um, Aaron Rodgers, I think is going to be very good. You know, with Devontae Adams, um, I, I like Aaron Rodgers to have a big, big year in that NFC and come back and win the conference. And that sets him up for a Super Bowl. Could you imagine if this Super Bowl actually happens, by the way, Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady? Brady going for seven trophies, the most 
in league history. You know, it's kind of this, have you heard this goat versus boat thing that people are talking about? Best of all time versus greatest of all time? It's the stupidest thing. But anyway, this will be the goat versus boat Super Bowl. Packers versus Patriots. Who, so your your Super Bowl would be uh, Steelers-Saints. Who do you have winning? I, I assume it's the Steelers. Why would you assume it's the Steelers? I mean, I am not a homer, but it is the Steelers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not homer, but but however. <laughs> no, I just I think that with the Steelers got going on their balance, it's going to be a rematch of that game in New Orleans last year where New Orleans came away. And I just think the motivation that the Steelers have, I, I believe in it. I think that they are ready to go. So – Ladies and gentlemen, Tony doesn't even have the Steelers really competing for the Super Bowl this year. He thinks that they're just going to teeter out. I'm telling you, I, I, I had that the division. what I'm saying here. I think that they have a very good chance, and I'm picking them. They are my locked-on Steelers. Mark it down. I'm hitting a button here, Tony. I don't know if this button does anything. Burr, 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 burr. Yeah, there, there we go. There we go. Hip hop horns. And uh, <laughs> but we are we are hitting the we are hitting that button. Steelers are winning it all. They are going to be seven-time Super Bowl champions by the end of the season. Miss A is going to love me. And Miss A, please tweet at us again and let Tony know how much of a hater he really is. Well, I'll tell you what. I agree with you. There will be a seven-time champion by the end of this year. I Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be the Steelers. And again, I have, you know, do you want, you want the facts to back this one up? I ain't got them. All I know is the Patriots win the AFC every year. They win the Super Bowl every year. I mean, it's basically, you know, you can – it's – Death taxes and the Patriots being in the Super Bowl and probably winning it. So I have the Patriots winning it again. Really, it's one of those things where, like, I just need to see it to believe it. Please, someone, end the Brady thing. End the Patriots dynasty so we can get back to talking about football and not wondering how the Patriots are going to win this. How are they going to do it this year? I mean, that's that's basically the beginning of every year is we'll just all sit around wondering, how are the Patriots going to do it this year? I'm sorry. Is this locked on Patriots or locked on Steelers? Uh, Well, you know, tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to have Mike. From Locked On Patriots on in our crossover episode. This, this, this is a great way to lead into that. Great job, but you know, it's good. guys, when we have the crossover, I'll just be, but I'll be representing the Steelers. Tony will be with the Patriots guy, and we'll be doing it that way. That's great. I'll be joining the other team every week. Yeah, I'll just be. I'm, I'm going to be like, uh, I'm going to just be on my normal hater self, I guess. That that works. Yeah. All right, that'll do it for us today. Chris, let people know where they can find your work. As always, find me on Twitter at Carter Critiques, where you can follow me. I will follow you back. Hit me in the DMs, at me. I'm always down to talk sports with you guys. I'm the lead NFL analyst at DKPittsburghSports.com doing Carter's Classroom. We still have our Steelers sale right now. For $20, you can get all of our site stuff. Um, you know, that's the Penguins, the Pirates, and the Steelers just for $20. It'll get you the entire year. Get access to Carter's Classroom. Get access to our locker room interviews, all our great stuff there. But also, so I have a special request of you guys out there today. Locked on listeners, pay attention. I'm going to be on Channel 11 or WPXI, our local NBC station here in Pittsburgh. We have the Fantasy Football Insider, which will be a weekly show every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. that appears on the WPXI Now app. If you go to your app store, you can download the WPXI, look on WPXI Now. I will be on 7.30 every Tuesday. We can definitely use your fantasy questions. I put up a, 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 a put up a post on Twitter asking for fantasy questions. I will be doing so in the fa- the Locked On Steelers Facebook group as well. If you put in your your questions, I will work to get them on the show. We will mention your your handle on Twitter's or Facebook um, and get them on there. Please ask us. Check me out again at Carter Critiques on Twitter or check the Locked On Steelers Facebook group to participate. We got fantasy football questions. You want trades? You want start stardom questions? You got waiver wire questions? All season, we'll be doing this every week. 
Missy, yeah, you can tweet me at, at Steeler Country uh, to let me know how <laughs> wrong I am. Smoke. She already did. She probably already did. She's listening. She already. She's already tweeted. Uh, yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Steeler Country, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow with Crossover Wednesday right here on Locked On Steelers.